This is season five, episode number two of Beyond the Illusion. In this episode, we have a conversation with Amy Sikarski. Amy happens to be the author of several books dealing with topics that I'm personally fascinated by. The most recent one she just finished writing is called The Ultimate Guide to Channeling, Practical Techniques to Connect with Your Spirit Guides, which I find both interesting and appropriate for the times we're going through right now. And I'll just go ahead and list the other books that she's written since we do discuss those in the conversation that we have with Amy. The Seven Personal Chakras, a reference guide. And there are two in a series of the Star Seated Ascensions. The first one is called Messages from the Councils, and the second one is called Activating the Star Seed. Amy also has several gifts that she offers as services for people, such as energy therapy, Reiki, past life hypnosis, and aura and angel readings. So let's go to that conversation with Amy Sikarski, Tiana Roser, and myself, Tim Howe. Yes, so Amy and I met many years ago, at least maybe a decade or so, when she came in to have some spiritual regression sessions. Yes, and I loved it. It completely changed my life. It was amazing. And I remember studying, just reading the books on past life hypnosis a long time before that. I would say like 2004, around the time our son was born. And I was so fascinated, but I never really thought that I would have an opportunity. I just hadn't thought that far in the future at that point in my life that I would really have a session myself. And I remember your voice was so relaxing. I drifted so deep into it that coming back into my body at the end took a little bit of time. It just sensing and feeling my body, but it was an incredible experience. And then I think my husband came to you right after because I was just like, you have to go <laughs> try this. It's, it's next level. It's so like nothing you'll ever experience before. And he was blown away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, your husband, you had a couple other friends that also yeah. all came. And I thought, oh, wow, this is a really high vibe group of people because you were all, you know, the type that could because some people can go really deep really quickly and and other people not as much so and it's fine you can still have your experience you don't have to be in you know this the deepest state that people imagine um to have an experience but it was interesting because you were you all of you were sort of that type that would just like boom be in there and like whoa be in a totally you know crazy lifetime you know from from our kind of humanly earthly experiences do you want to talk about at all about any of your experiences yeah, it was um, right around the time, I think maybe I'd heard the term starter seeds, but I like wasn't really into that at all, really at that point. And after that regression, I was just like, oh, okay, well, there we are, because my lifetime was off of planet Earth. And, and I remember that and still there were members of my family. And, and after that, I went back to you again, I did the life between life regression. And there were friends there in that. And I just thought, wow, this is incredible. Like, pick this up. It was so crystal clear. And I think the thing that always made it just like legit sealed the deal for me was the emotion when you're in that space. I'm like, okay, even if my brain is like making this up, I don't know how it would connect all these different dots. But the emotion that came through was so strong. But the first regression, that's when I was like, okay. 
and answer questions because I had been working as energy therapist and I still do. But at that point, this new frequency was coming in. And that was one of my main questions. Like, what is this frequency? People were saying, you know, they don't, it's not Reiki. So in that lifetime, the first lifetime I visited, that's where the frequency came from. It was this off-planet energy. <laughs> and it was to just answer so many questions for me and really help me feel more of who I am. Although I saw a lot of information, but it wasn't so much linear information where you could write it down and describe it. It was essentially feeling the soul energy and my past experiences and just reclaiming that light and embodying it in this reality. So yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> Is there a particular like star system or other, you know, other realms that your soul is from or has spent many lifetimes or have you incarnated in, in many different systems as far as like this energy that you're bringing in from this other world? Is that from home per se? Yeah, I feel like that that lifetime um, was Hadarian, Beta Centauri 2. And then there's also another lifetime experience, Andromedian. That's how my guides <laughs> call it, not Andromedan. The first time I ever heard that, it was Andromedian. And I'm like, okay, so I typed it out exactly how I heard it. And then it popped up because I never really you know, heard about this or anything. It was an experience, and then I would research it. And it would match up. So those are two of my strongest star system energies and communities that I've been a part of. So since those regressions where you experienced that with Tiana, have you had more since then where you experienced? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Tiana really inspired me. So I went and trained as a hypnotherapist myself. And then of course, in the training you do, you know, you do sessions with uh, your classmates and that was really powerful. I've, I've had visitations or I'll call them visitations. That's what it felt like on earth. It felt like I was visiting in those lives and then um, off of earth and also in these simulated realities. So they were simulations that were kind of just to prep you for an experience, you know, kind of training or what have you. So that was really, really interesting. And of course, like at the very beginning, I was just open to whatever might be. I had no expectations. And I think that's really important when you're working with spirit to see what comes through and how it might come through. And the best way, I think that divinely guided every moment, it supported what I needed in that now experience. But yeah, <laughs> to answer your question, yes. And I've seen mythical creatures, if you want to call. So dragons have like really been a part of it. And I was never one, even as a, you know, that was never a part of my reality. So just never really even thought about dragons or unicorns. Actually, there was a unicorn in the first one that we, that we did. And that was really powerful because I just felt all of this love. And the message was that they're so pure of love that it's just this healing, healing light and that was really interesting for me to feel the energy of it, that transmission in the session. So I think that's the best part of it, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that was going to be one of my other questions is like, what kind of details about life on those other planets was like, you know, and I guess there were, you know, different creatures there and, and you did get that kind of detail coming through, I guess. What was life like there? Like, what were what was it like to be there? Do you get any recollection of that? Yeah, so 
in each instance, like I've probably done, if I would just guess seven or eight sessions, I've had them seven or eight sessions. So each one, you know, you just drop right into the space and time that you are looking for answers or to access energy. So the ones that were on earth, I just know it felt slower, a little bit more, you know, the density was heavier and you were dealing with earth (laughs) relationships and wars and all of this kind of stuff. It felt just really mundane, but that you're there for the experience. And then some of the simulations off the planet earth, one of the ones I had, I was working, actually, this is funny. It took me a minute to let my conscious mind be okay with what I was seeing because I was some kind of bug or fairy kind of what have you, like maybe a walking stick with wings. I don't really even know how to describe it. And I was going in the tree, cleaning the trees. And so I could see in detail and these trees looked like the best way I can describe it are these translucent microchips that you could say were lying across the tree, like um, solar panels or shingles. So they, you know, they were lying across like scales maybe. And we would go in and we would clean, we would debrid (laughs) the energy off of them. And then when I, came out of the tree and I looked at it and I was like, wow, it's so pretty. It was all glowing. And then I remember I looked up and I'm like, oh, I got to go. My family's calling me. And I just went up out of the simulation. I just lifted up. But when I was in it, it's as if I was looking up and looking at the stars. So I traveled up, I popped up out of it. Then I looked down and it was this simulation. It was like a, a dome as if I was in this little world. And I zoned in on the trees and then I got information that they were prototypes for planet earth. And so they were, they were a type of tree that really isn't here anymore, but it was like a pine tree, an evergreen kind of tree. So that was really unique because I got to have an experience in the moment questioning this reality. Cause I'm like, this is not a human body. <laughs> What's happening here. And it took me a minute to admit to the regressionist that I had wings. I like kind of wanted to hold back cause I just didn't know. Uh, but sure enough, I was like, nope, I have wings. So to be in it and then to see the transition when you leave, all of these experiences have made me feel very peaceful with end of life and eternity. And it goes on and on and on. So, <laughs> But that one was really unique, I feel, because it really wasn't on a star or a planet or, you know, it was just like the simulation. Yeah, I really haven't heard that much about this like simulation experience. Is that something you said that was kind of like related to earth as far as like preparing. Do you know if that's something outside of earth as well, or is that something specifically related to earth or it was in the past, but no longer exists, or does it still exist that souls go into the simulation to prepare for here? Um, I don't know that you know all those answers, but I'm, (laughs) I'm just questioning. I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. I haven't really thought about that before. Yeah, no, it feels like wherever you want to prepare whatever planet or star that, that you could have that experience, but mine was specifically for the life on Earth that I'd be a part of. And I think it was like at the beginning, you know, when all of the new experiences were being seeded here. So different plants, animals, bodies, everything like that. Yeah, so it, w- it was just really unique. But I know I've had other experiences where you're kind of out in the cosmos if you want to call it and prepping and waiting and you're just preparing for your time so i'm sure simulations are common uh, depending on what your life 
purposes, if you want to say, or if you're new to a planet, because in that simulation, I don't think it was for me to come in as a human. I think I was helping with trees, with the new plants to offer to Earth and see how they would do. So. Yeah, I actually have heard of that. You know, I listened to a lot of Dolores Cannon. She has people where it is very common where if you're new to Earth, that you will go to some like staging area and they prepare you for what life is going to be like on Earth so that you're kind of... Uh, ready for the experience otherwise it's a little too much it's a little overwhelming and there there have been like multiple people that describe a, a sort of a similar experience to what you had so amy do you tend to attract a lot of star seeds when you mentioned dolores cannon i think of how she tended to attract souls that mostly didn't come to earth and were coming from other systems and i wondered if that was the same for you it has been. I go through cycles and, you know, periods of things. So kind of depending on where I'm led to focus myself in these periods of time, it could be like a stretch of three or six months. But yes, especially um, I've written a couple of books around my experiences. And so in that process, I was having a lot of star, you know, if you want to call star seeds, star beings, spirit souls, you know, come in. So by that, I'm speaking of humans that are from another place in a physical body and then also their guides because typically i'll know right away because they'll come in with a strong council of about 12 guides and that to me is a sign that they're starving in human body but for the longest of time i kind of didn't want to know unless the clients really wanted to ask because my awakening to that whole experience was just so organic and it all happened naturally and to me that was so special just to have the experience so I feel like you know if it's to confirm or help somebody find clarity I'm totally okay with that but there's a little resistance to me wanting to tell somebody the first time oh you're a star seed so I <laughs> like I really alert. do that <laughs> Yeah, I rarely do that, but sometimes their guides are so strong. They're like, you need to tell I'm like, okay, so I'll let them know. And then, and they're like, oh, that makes so much sense. And like everything clicks. So yes, to answer your question, yes. And I also work with, you know, well, I work with a lot of people. So uh, those who would say earth is their first home or earth angels, and we all come, come from different places and have experiences, but Star being starseed energy is definitely very much a part of my life and the community that I attract. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us more about this Council of Twelve that you were talking about? How starseeds, they all have a Council of Twelve? From my experience, I, I see that, especially when they want to show me for sure. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's like a for sure a vision that I will receive. So one of my in-class as I was training to be hypnotherapist, one of my experiences was, or actually I think it was shortly after, but it was all around that time. And I had a council come through and I remember sitting at this big table and I was laughing the whole time because I thought this is such an earthly human thing. You know, it just looks like a conference room with a table. Is this really how it is out of the planet? And because I knew I was up, like you could say, in a ship, if you want to call it like that. And so I'm at the table and there's all these beings on the left and the right side. It's a long table. I'm at one end. And then when I connected with the person on the other end, straight ahead of me, I recognized that was 
me, like an aspect of my oversoul, but he was masculine, which I also thought was funny because in this life, I carry such a feminine energy. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> like it was, it was such like the puzzles just come together. I'm like, oh my gosh. But in counting, they, they, I had 12 um, and then the other part of me, but they were beings from all different realms and different places. And the ones that made me smile and laugh the most in the experience were these little gnomes. They, that's all the way I could explain it. I just felt like they remind me of gnomes and they were elementals. And I saw them climbing up, like as if they were coming up through dimensions and then coming up to sit at the table. <laughs> and they had messages to share. And that also was something new for me. I never really had been exposed to that idea. So in that experience, I was like, okay, there's 12 here. And then shortly after I started seeing people and they would have 12 guides around and it just clicked. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're starving. So I don't know if it's a hundred percent for every star being, but it's definitely a pattern and something I've personally experienced for myself and seen for others as well. You're clairvoyant. So you can, you can see spiritually and clear audience. You can hear are those yeah. your two main ones or well i've developed them all basically except for <laughs> claire gustance which is to <laughs> taste and i'm okay by that like it's yeah. happened <laughs> and i think i said to myself oh we can we can postpone that we don't need to develop that one <laughs> but um my first and strongest is um Claire empathy or clairsentience. So feeling, feeling physically and also feeling emotions and that's been a gift where I know for some we could say oh this is not a gift you know I would rather not but once you learn how to work with it and regulate it to me it's such a gift because when I work with others my body will mirror and respond and I can feel when a block has been released or you know like healing taking place so as far as the cleric gifts I pretty much work with all of them but I am clairaudience, so I'll hear messages, and I have um, claircognizance where they just drop in my head. And then that helps when I channel because I don't have to stop and analyze. It just flows through, and there it goes. <laughs> and then I forget it. And I'm like, okay, that message was for you. It came through. It went out. I don't even remember. <laughs> like, I barely remember half of the information. So if it's something for the collective, you know, I typically record it, and I go back and it's nice to hear the information or listen to the message a week or two later. And then it's a different way of integrating their insights or their messages. So yeah, I use all of the Claire gifts. The strongest would be clairvoyant, clairaudient, claircognizant, and you could say clairsentient. What are some of the messages that have been coming through? You said like for the collective that are from the Council of Light. That, uh, is there a theme to these messages? Is there anything specific that they're saying like at this time right now? Yeah, especially this time on Earth. Absolutely. Well, when everything started with this virus, the biggest message of all was compassion. Like they were closing every message of talking about compassion for yourself and for others and talking about different realities and perspectives. Like we're all in these different frequencies bumping into each other and everybody's working through their own experience with it. So just kind of like having compassion and grace all across the board. 
And then when it first came through, they <laughs> really strongly saying that fear is the virus. Like that was the message. They're like, fear mm-hmm. is the virus here and separation. I'm like, okay, okay. So not discounting, you know, anything going on in the physical, but they're speaking from an overall, like a higher perspective, right? An overall perspective. That has been a consistent theme, the compassion that's still flowing through. And lately, I'd probably say like within the past six months, it's been reminders to start your day grounding, meditating, regulating your energy so that when I want to, I call it like bumping timelines. When you hit the energy of somebody else's timeline, then you, you can still stay balanced and you don't feel like you're thrown around in the waves. You can float and flow through with a conscious awareness. So it's finding this way to keep yourself at a peaceful place, observing and not like responding and reacting in a, like a quick a trigger kind of way. So definitely self-sovereignty, which is leading into self-accountability and responsibility for your energy. And then once you get that all cleared and you figure, okay, I know how to manage my energy. The next step, what they've been sharing is just sharing light, holding space. If somebody wants to come to you for assistance, you can, but also not to force your narrative or force your perspective on anybody else, because we are all having our individual experience And sure, there's a lot of similarities, right? But we are all unique (laughs) beings and whatever space you want to say our soul came from, everybody's individually working through karma of their ancestors, their own DNA, their own past life stuff. And then also what happened in this life and in their childhood and relationships. So it's always just like, okay, take care of yourself so you can be there for others, but do it in a compassionate way and don't force anybody you know into anything or say you know your healing process has to look a certain way because everybody's is so unique to their own flow really so those are some of the (laughs) some of the key messages that are pretty consistent that will come through those are great messages and very much aligned with kind of what i've gotten and in fact Tim, I think might have gotten probably tired of me talking about compassion. That was my last season. That was like your because that's a message that kept coming through all of my experiences is compassion is the bridge, you know, because it's, mm-hmm. it's becoming so polarized and like that's the key. And so I, I love all of the things that you said are so beneficial because I think even those of us on a spiritual path are polarizing a lot, thinking like, oh, this is the true reality or this is the right way, being able to kind of just be grounded in our own experience and and hold loving, compassionate space for others. That's so key right now. So you have been channeling and you've channeled these you know, messages and books, and then now you have a new book out. I was wondering if you could kind of share maybe a little bit about how you work with people to help them learn how to channel. Because I know there's a lot of people that are really interested in that. And there's people that have felt very frustrated. And people oftentimes ask me like, oh, what's a a good book to recommend to help me learn how to channel? So love if you kind of tell a little bit about how you help people with that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I'm really excited about this opportunity for this book. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Channeling. And Actually, I was approached to write it. And I remember I got on the call 
And it's so funny because I thought she was going to mention a different topic. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. So like in my head, I'm having this conversation with my guides. And they're like, no, it's going to be on channeling. I'm like, okay. And then she said on channeling and I laughed so much. I was like, okay, well, apparently in spirit, somebody orchestrated this. So of course I'm going to do it. You know, I have to say yes. And then it was just a really awesome experience writing it. And of course, so much of it was channeled that I look back and I'm like, oh, I forgot I said that. That makes sense, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> so it's one of these things and I'm just waiting for it. Right now it's on pre-order status. I'm waiting for it to come out so I can read it myself again um, with new perspective, like new eyes, if you will. But we talk a lot about accountability managing the energy and understanding the different frequencies of energy so you can pick and discern what kind of information what level of consciousness or guides you want to work with or do you want to just uh are you interested in channeling healing energy so light these sorts of things and we talk a lot about clearing and cleaning energy setting space and then flowing into exercises to help you connect in and it's you know it starts and it just progresses throughout the book we talk about different forms of channeling because i think a lot of us might not understand what channeling is and it's letting a frequency come through into the world around you and a lot of artists and um, poets musicians you know channel and you can channel beautiful things and you can also channel things where you might be like, oh, okay, so what happened to you today? Because that's not your personality. Typically, you're really angry, <laughs> like these kinds of things. So we talk about we talk about that. So it's a lot at the beginning. The book shares about the aspects of the energetic anatomy, what it means to channel, and also like what are your roles and responsibilities as a channel. And I think one thing is you can't like just don't force it because if you're stepping into this and you're trying to force it it's going to be this kind of stumbling experience it won't flow as beautiful as it could if you just went in with an open heart do everything you know that you feel that you you need to do to feel comfortable and pick a particular form of channeling to start with and i think there's a lot of them, right? But some fun ones are oracle cards or automatic writing. And I think those are two really good ones to get started with. Or dancing. Like <laughs> dancing's fun, that gets the energy moving. But when you want to say, okay, I have a linear message that I can put a word about and I can speak to it, I think oracle cards and also automatic writing are a great way of it. But then and then it flows into other forms of channeling. So it's about practice and, you know, feeling comfortable, understanding your Claire gifts and your connection. So my, my Claire gift was Claire empathy or Claire sentient abilities, feeling my whole childhood. That's how it was. But then over the years, I developed the other ones and everybody can do that. A lot of it's about healing your chakras and your aura and then practicing so in fact, one of my first readings that I did, like I wasn't even advertising, I did readings. I was an energy therapist doing energy session. And this client was like, oh, I have some questions. And I kind of was on the spot. I was like, oh, well, wait, I don't do readings. <laughs> so I'm like, well, let me just try. And I'd already set the space. We were already in the session. It was beautiful energy flowing through. I could already tell, you know, ascended masters, maybe some archangels were there. And so I just asked. And then I started seeing visions and I heard the messages. 
and it just started flowing through. And so that's one thing I like to share is, you know, you might already have the ability, you just haven't tried. So (laughs) it's about practice as well. And I love, mostly I love working with friends or those that I don't know, because then I, it's a way for me to check myself as I'm getting started where I'm like, okay, there's no way I would know that information. It's not something that came up from the subconscious of my mind, you know, and that's how it was in that session. Uh, Everything was a piece of a puzzle. He already got the other half of it and this building all the details. Yeah. So we just flow with it. Practice. The best way to practice is to make sure your energy is ready for it. So your chakras and your aura are really clear so you can have that strong reception of information. So the book talks about all of this and more. (laughs) And I'm really, really excited to share it. I'm looking forward to it coming out. When is it coming out? Um, Well, right now it's coming out January 4th, 2022. And it might come out a little bit earlier. I'm hoping not a little bit later. It was slated for February and they moved it up. So it's kind of about production right now and, you know, getting everything shipped. (laughs) So across the world, (laughs) all of that. But yeah, it'll be out this winter. Oh, great. Is it your first book? No, it's my first published book with a publisher. So I've written Messages from the Councils with my friend Connie Parker. And that one really shares a lot of about kind of some of the stories we talked about at the beginning where I met my Council of Guides. And then I channeled through one called Activating the Star Seed. And that one is supported by frequencies of archangels and star beings. And it's all about energetic like regulation clearing and healing and activating your energy body because i found that so many of these times and experiences that i had it was uh, often like this massive rebirth and i could literally feel my body releasing old programming or who i thought i was or who you know others thought i should be that energy and then every experience just getting deeper and deeper into who i really am and that's when visions started coming through and messages of my purpose here. And then shortly after is when um, we did the past life regression and all of that came in. So that's activating the starseed. It's all about different ways to clear your energy and reconnect with your purpose. So when would you say, I know it might not be like, for me, there's a very specific time and story of like when my spiritual journey began and other people like from their childhood, there was all these experiences and so forth. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal spiritual journey and when you kind of really actively stepped on a spiritual path? Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, like you mentioned, you know, I look back now, I'm like, oh, that was a huge moment in my childhood. My guides were standing right by me. It didn't really think anything of it because it felt so natural or the message I got, I just accepted it. Children are very accepting of like, this is how it's supposed to be kind of a thing. But I would say that, you know, my big shift in my life was in 2011 when we moved to Texas. And before that, I was in a Bible Belt <laughs> little town that wasn't, I didn't feel comfortable sharing my spiritual beliefs. And so when we moved to Texas, I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that here. <laughs> There's surely there has to be clients and experiences and classes. So I signed up for classes just to get back into it. I had taken Reiki in 2001 
the first three levels of it. And so then I was like, okay, let's get back into this. And in that experience is when everything just very quickly turned on. And to the point that I remember having energy sessions on myself, I was taking this class. And so we would trade and it was so, I don't even know how to put it into words, but it was so intense in a good way. But my body was shaking. Like I was having a seizure. Like I was just trembling on the table because I was releasing all of this programming. And I remember driving home feeling like, oh my gosh, I just left. I feel like I just left surgery. I feel like I just left the hospital (laughs) and it was all energetic. And then I integrated for a few weeks, but that really did it for me. And during the period of time of 2011 to 2012 is when my clairvoyant just turned on really quickly, like pretty much overnight, it felt like. And then I worked with fine tuning it back then. So that was, that was the big awakening for me, I would say. (laughs) So do you think that in this intensified times, you know, that we sometimes call the shift or the awakening or whatnot, that so many of these star seeds are, it's kind of like the activation and that what I've seen is, is that it seems like now through my clients, I've noticed how people are awakening so much faster than it took me. Like, I just feel like the energies and the frequencies that are on the planet now are allowing us all to kind of, because those energies are present here on the planet. And so it's easier Mm -hmm. for for people to awaken more quickly. And so I think, you know, things like your book, like about channeling, it's going to be less and less fringe and, you know, more and more that in telepathy and all of these things are becoming more mainstream. And so do you feel like star seeds in general all came for that purpose to, for the for the shift? Because I also noticed you're called like the healer's healer. And I was thinking about how it just if in working with star seeds, you know, I, my thought is kind of like star seeds are, are healers or natural born healers that came for the shift. And I was just wondering if, if that's been your experience. Yeah, it has been my experience. It's a strong part of my purpose for being here. But I do feel that so many of us that are here right now just have this higher frequency and maybe we had to play undercover and we were dormant for a while, but now the energy is like, oh, time to turn it on, you know, like game on, here we go. And I felt that way over the past, you know, year and a half. It was just like, okay, well, you want to know what your life purpose is. Well, here, step into it. Like, how can you navigate through and help the, your community and those in your life during this really challenging time the earth is facing? And so, yeah, we can call it like a shift or transition. a transition. I feel like a lot of us are transitioning um, in so many areas. But yes, I think that this time on earth, earth is ready. We're ready. And it just turns on a little bit. I don't know how to describe it because faster, I would say a little bit easier, but almost to the point that somebody could be like, Oh, well, wait, I didn't know if I was ready. And then it all hits them at once where I felt like mine was intense. So now I'm like, okay, some of those that are just having these overnight massive awakenings, you know, they really might be super confused by it. So I would say, trust, like put your hand on your heart, go within, listen, 
trust and flow and pace yourself. If you feel like it's too much, just speak to God or source or your team, whoever you are <laughs> connected in with and say, okay, um, let's slow it down a little bit. You know, I need to, I need to get a grip on this new information or wow, I'm seeing the world completely different now. That whole cognitive dissonance, you know, I think a lot of us go through that. I, a part of my awakening was early on just stepping out of my culture and my religion that I was a part of. And that was a huge, like leveling up inner growth experience where you're like, okay, you've been led to have this belief system pretty much your whole life. And uh, are you ready to listen to your heart now? <laughs> like, are you ready? Are you okay? And so that was a part of it that was very interesting. And I think a lot of us might be in that space now. And that's where compassion comes through because we could be on either side of a perspective and then all of a sudden the next day, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> now I see it from your angle. So holding the peace. And that is also part of self-care because there is a lot of energy here that's just pushing in a way. It's very supportive. If you look at it like that, you can use that wave and that frequency to really take it to the next level in a very productive way. You know, maybe in the past it would take six months for an experience and now somebody could have it in a month, maybe. I mean, it's just very individualized as well, but I have been seeing that for sure. It's It feels like everything is speeding up. I've always kind of felt, you know, over the past decade, watching everything and being a part of it is when, and especially like, you know, healing work, past life regression work, those of us that are here, here to help heal karma and release it, whether it be our own or the family and community that we um, were born into, I have found it's like, it feels like it can happen so much more efficiently and in a shorter time span, just like, boom, the energy's ready. Okay, y'all learned that lesson. Humanity's moving forward and so are you. So you got it, let's go. And I think that's another thing that I've seen is in like a, just speeding up where kind of whatever your intention and awareness is on, you could feel that you're supported and the energy really is helping us. It's very... It's very palpable. You can just feel it helping. Yep. I've used that same exact phrase like in the past few episodes we've had before when we were talking about this topic for sure. Yeah, it is. It's definitely palpable. Like you can tell a real difference. It's for sure an exciting time because even with little things I've noticed, like people are able to, you know, they're able to manifest and, and modify their own lives like so quickly and, and easily. It seems like now. Whereas, you know, maybe 10 years ago, it was a struggle and you didn't even try, you know, it didn't even occur to you to try. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely an energy there that's available for us to use however we want to use it, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's really interesting. I had the opportunity to go to Mount Shasta this summer mm -hmm. and I've been before, but what the locals were telling me and I experienced and the group I was with, the energy is so intense and that we're palpable. I'm just walking on the mountain and I literally feel, oh my gosh, I can feel like four different dimensions here. You know, it's like heaven sitting on the earth and as a physical channel, you know, I definitely could sense that because I'm so used to feeling energies at different places. But that was really interesting to me. And then taking that energy and that experience and transitioning back in <laughs> flowing back over to Texas, you know, and just trying to maintain a balance and integrate it. 
but I feel like it's here. And in some places on earth, you can really feel it just so magnified. In other places, the sensitivity aspect is there, but what you might feel is a little bit overwhelmed, like in the big cities and stuff like that. So that's another aspect of, okay, every morning, self-care, clear your ground, strengthen your aura. <laughs> Here you go. Step out into the world, <laughs> wherever wherever you might be. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to share. <laughs> uh, I'm super big into that. Like now, with all my clients, I'm talking about energy hygiene all the time. You got to like daily, you know, ground and clear and protect your energy. And that's so key right now. Yeah. I even wrote it down. It says manage your own energy. And that, that really is important. It's something you don't think about, but you really should do because especially for me, you know, being a guy, it's easy to kind of like get caught up and be, and, and be reactive, you know, just being aware of that energy and how to, you know, prevent those kind of things from happening, I think is probably a big step, you know, or a big help at least. Yeah, that's how we become empowered in a time when everything outwardly is shifting. People are feeling that kind of fear and and helplessness. The truth is that we only can really control if we want to say, or just be responsible for or manage is our own energetic space. Whereas before all of this was so Woo woo. I, I think really, I think we're just in such changing times where, you know, all of this is becoming, or maybe it's just the bubble that I live and work in. <laughs> like all, all the people that, Amy, you probably have that too. You know, all the people that you're surrounded by are there, you know, and the, they're, they're on board and open to all of this. So to me, you know, it no longer seems so out there. And I can relate to what you're saying about some of those regression experiences where you're kind of like embarrassed or uncomfortable to say, <laughs> and, and that's happens with my clients too. And so I try to kind of give them that talk ahead of time that there's nothing that would shock me or, you know, be outside of what's considered normal or acceptable. So I think more and more people are feeling empowered. And then as we feel empowered, then we're more open, like you said, and when we're more open to these other dimensions and these other experiences, then they can come to us. So like for some of my teachers, they were from a different era. And so I, you know, would get these trainings and then, you know, was taught that, oh, you know, if you're human, that you weren't animal before or some, you know, some of my teachers would say that I was always like, oh, I'm not sure if that's true or if that was just what you were open to. And that's what you attracted in your clients. And so I've always tried to be really open to like anything's possible. And that way we allow in and attract in, in some really interesting experiences. And so I think in doing this work for myself, and I, I won't speak for you, but I'm guessing you'll say something similar. It's so exciting and mind-blowing because your clients will come in and like open you up to something. Oh, wow. I never even thought of that possibility. And so it's really cool to be able to do this work and to work with all these different types of souls. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Oh my gosh, to everything. There's so much, <laughs> there's so much there to communicate with, but um, definitely about the animals. So I have a very close, um, we'll just say person in my life that wanted to try regression work. And sure enough, she went into a life as an animal and we never even talked about it ahead of time. She didn't really know what to expect. And I was like, oh, I same what you had heard. Like I had heard that that wasn't what happens with human souls. But basically what she pulled through was this was linearly speaking, you know, not quantumly because that's a whole other topic, but linear timeline. She, this is her first life as a human. And 
so unique. And she was about to have, she was pregnant, going to give birth. And so she's like, I've done it before. Is it, she was a cat. I've done it before. Is this, the thing was like a, what was she? Like a leopard, I think. So a big forest, you know, jungle cat. And um, I've done it before many times with litters of kittens, <laughs> but never a human. That makes sense why I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, so funny that, you know, she got something out of it. That anyways, you wouldn't, I would have never guessed. And I was like, well, there you go. You just, you just brought something to my awareness that I never even considered asking about. I'd obviously heard opinions on this, but Hey, there really is no black and white. I mean, pretty much you just flow in with whatever could be or needs to come through will. So that was really interesting. I'm just seeing a lot more clients that will come. This is our first energy session or their first reading, you know, their first anything. And I also really enjoy that because the way that I work is I don't ask them anything but their name and then the information just flows through and like 10 minutes in, then we take questions. So when I do readings, it's really neat to show them, okay, see, like this is real. Spirit is here. They love you. Here's messages for you. Also with regression stuff, I've had clients, which I'm sure you have as well, that had never heard of Atlantis or Lemuria or starving. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> and then they start describing it and you're like, yep, I've heard that story before. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> here, here you are, keep going. And, and then after the fact, they can go and look at others, you know, messages and accounts of it and compare notes. But it's something very interesting. And I think like you mentioned, it's going to be more and more acceptable or just common, you could say, like just more there, part of our reality. Yeah, I think that's the best part about it is, you know, all this opening up and people being more, you know, just open to these kind of ideas. It's That's what's really going to change everything is that we're not so stifled. And so tunnel vision, it's only this way. It can only be this way. You know, and it's funny to see it in the younger generation, too, because there's so much like like nothing faces them. Like you can just tell them anything and they're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's how it is. And, you know, they, they don't even bat an eye, you know, so that's great. I think I think it's going to be a very interesting future. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think that's nice. It's a good it's like a good kudos and accomplishment to the generations that are their parents. You're letting your, your child be who they are and they don't even have to question that. I mean, of course, everybody's working through some of the societal programming, but at home when you're accepted and you're encouraged to share your truth, it's like, there we go. That's exactly what we need on earth right now. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're, we're kind of winding down on the time here. And so, you know, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and, and talking with us. And, um, can you please tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes. So my website is amysikarski.com and it's spelled S like Sam, I-K-A-R-S-K-I-E. And um, on there, there's links to books and classes and sessions and free meditations, all the exciting things that I have <laughs> to offer and to share. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thanks. It's been so great to see you again, to connect. Likewise. <laughs> yeah. And we'll put a link to your website on our podcast description mm -hmm. so that people can find it there too. 
I wanted to show you. I have your book. I'm so excited. Oh, like, yay. <laughs> I haven't got to read the whole thing, but, you know, opened it and read little parts. So I'm way excited to read it. Probably I'm going on a little vacay this weekend, so I'll take it with me. Oh, yeah, it's um, a short read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I went on your website today and then, um, yeah, I saw, oh, your channeling book's not out yet, but I ordered the one right before the Starseed one. So, so I just ordered that too. So I'll be reading your book soon too. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. I'd like to say thank you very much to Amy Sikarski for taking the time to come and talk with us and share her gifts and knowledge with us. If you want to learn more about Amy, her books, and her services, you can find her online at amysikarski.com. And I'll spell that for you. It's A-M-Y-S-I-K-A-R-S-K-I-E.com. And I'd also like to say thank you very much to Tiana Roser for all the work she does to keep this podcast going, and Casey Henson for providing the music that we use on this podcast. I'd also like to recommend that you go to Tiana's website and check out her new book. It's called Awakening Transformation, and you can find that online at awakeningtransformation.com. And if you're interested in past episodes or finding out more about this podcast, you can go to beyondtheillusionpodcast.com. We have one last request for you, and that would be to leave a rating for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from, because this will help other people find us. Take care.